Welcome to Outliers, a podcast about the lifestyle and culture of action sports. I'm Molly Hawkins, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about careers in action sports. If it wasn't for action sports, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. Uh, I wouldn't have a job. I've spent the last 13 years working in the industry. Um, I've worked at ski resorts. I've worked for product manufacturers. You know, Now, uh, as a freelance marketer, I get to work with a lot of different brands. Right now, I'm working with Spacecraft. It's a headwear beanie manufacturer and POW snowboard gloves. So this week, we'll be talking about how to break into action sports. I have Max von Marbod here in action sports veteran. He's worked for a number of different companies. He's been in the industry for over 20 years, starting with a career as a professional snowboarder in the 90s. Hi, Max. Welcome to the show. Hey, Molly. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Maybe you can tell me a little bit uh, about uh, your 20 years of working in the snowboard industry. And Yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm, I'm sitting here and looking at uh, like a, a Cairo uh, ESPN uh, sticker on in front of me, and and I'm kind of reminded that all this sort of started uh, for me when I was when I was a, a kid, uh, growing up kind of landlocked in uh, Eastern Washington and North Idaho, um, watching uh, surf contests on ESPN, <laughs> and I was like, I want to be a surfer. I think it's so cool. And and I mean, there was no way I'd only been to the to the beach I think once in my life before I was 18. But uh, I grew up on a lake, and I wakeboarded, and I water skied, and I just loved the idea of standing sideways. And I was a skateboarder, and all these uh, great activities that uh, that were sort of peripheral to um, what would become snowboarding were sort of how I got into it. And um, I um, was on a weird uh, weird trip. Um, was actually uh, bear hunting in the spring with my dad, and um, went up. <clears throat> it was too muddy to actually hunt, and the snow hadn't melted. And so we we had our skis with us, and we went up to Silver Mountain. And this was in about 1985, I think. And um, I'm up there with my dad skiing up at Silver Silver Mountain, and I think it was called Silverhorn at the time, or maybe even Jackass. Um, <laughs> it's changed names and stuff over the years. So anyway, I'm, I'm there, and and uh, I see these these there's three people, these these two guys and a girl coming down the hill surfing down the mountain, and I was just stunned. It turns out it was Jane Mauser, no, and sure Keith not. Wallace, wow. and John Ledford, and um, three people who I later on, you know, several years later, became good friends with all of them. And these people, when, you know, from a 12-year-old kid uh, perspective, were just, I mean, this was unreal. I'd never seen anything like this. And um, I think the only time I'd ever seen a snowboard was in a James Bond movie. So, um, you know, that it was actually a, um, a sport that a ski area would allow on the hill was just really new to me. And I came back that day changed as a kid and just wanted to, be, wanted to do this, wanted to become a snowboarder. Um, a couple of years later, met Craig Kelly at a, a shop promo thing where I was, I'd, I'd already started snowboarding. This was about, I mean, I started in 1986 and I'd met Craig in about 1989. And after that, that was when I really saw, here was this, um, this consummate professional athlete who had made it in snowboarding, paid, getting paid to snowboard, getting paid to travel the world. And I saw Craig and that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be Craig. I wanted to do what he did. And I, I, I still do. You know I mean? The guy is still, he, he passed away uh, over 10 years ago now, but he was, he, he was a mentor and became a friend. And, um, so I, I, I wanted to be, you know, this, I wanted to be a pro. So and that's, that's where it all started for you. It really was. Yeah. Back in the eighties. And at the point, did you think that it would even turn into anything like it has for you? Um, I think if somebody had asked me back when I was in about high school, um, you know, are you going to make a career as a professional snowboarder? 
I'm funny enough, I probably would have said, absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Um, I um, had in another life before this whole snowboarding thing kind of uh, developed into a career, I, I actually went through pilot training school. I was going to be a commercial airline pilot. And I just, uh, at the same time, I was riding professionally and going to pilot training and had blown out my knee um, snowboarding. And so then it had an effect on my ability to, to fly airplanes, it cost me a couple months of of school and then I, my knee rehabbed and I decided I wanted to be involved in snowboarding. This is what I wanted to do for a career, but not as an athlete because I wasn't that great. I was good enough to, to, you know, to compete, but not good enough to win. And I, at the same time, I'd grown up working in a snowboard shop in high school and had been a tech rep working underneath a couple of reps, um, in the first couple of years of college and decided that that's really where I wanted to point my career was into the, um, the business side of snowboarding so that I could get paid to snowboard every day, but not be a great snowboarder. So, so been, far it's working out. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd been a pro snowboarder. Yeah. You blow out your knee and then you decide that you want to make that a career. What, where did you go from there? Uh, after graduating from pilot training, I, um, I, I decided I wanted to continue my education. And, uh, so I transferred to, uh, Western Washington university. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Western uh, is in Bellingham and sits right below Mount Baker ski area. So I transferred to Western to snowboard and go to school sort of in that order. And that's kind of the order that it worked out. I was snowboarding all the time um, and going to school most of the time, um, uh, and but never really missing good powder days or anything. So I, um, you know, I really chased this whole snowboarding uh, as a career thing from an educational standpoint. I wanted to apply my education to snowboarding. At the same time, I was still working in sales uh, underneath the sales rep and was learning how to work with retailers. And um, having grown up, work, like I said, working in a snowboard shop uh, made it pretty easy for me to, uh, to work with these retailers. In fact, I guess even looking further back, I sort of made this pledge to myself back when I was in high school that I was never going to have a job that required me to wear more than skate shoes and jeans, <laughs> which didn't really work out for being an airline pilot, obviously, but it was great for doing what I do now. So again, you're listening to Outliers. We're here with Max von Marbod sharing some insight on his experience as an action sports uh, um, veteran. He's been working in the industry for over 20 years and even spent some time as a pro snowboarder. Um, so Max, you know, you then became a rep. You and you were going to college. You know, did you, do you think that college is something that is required to work in the action sports industry? An education isn't required to work in the action sports industry, but I would say it's a it's a big plus if you want to uh, do more than just be, um, you know, work underneath a bunch of other people. If you end up wanting to run something well, be successful in it, I think an education is always good. I grew up with a with a mother who was a school teacher, and and ed education is in my blood. My my aunt, my sister, my mom they're all teachers, and so I definitely believe in education. In fact, I dropped out of college to pursue snowboarding um, with a quarter left of school. And my mom was just mortified that I would quit school. <laughs> to, uh, but I got offered this job to work with Sims as a, in product development and, and as a team manager. And uh, my advisor at Western, funny enough, had said, like, well, if this is what you want to do with your career, if this is what you want to be when you, quote, grow up, then you should do it. Western will be here waiting for you. And uh, with a quarter left of school, I dropped out and went to work for Sims. And I spent five years at Sims, uh, you know, growing, learning. I think uh, I got the best education I could possibly get uh, through you know, the university I went to. And I took it another step further and applied that education to, you know, to, to my actual field. Now, the caveat to all this is that 10 years later, I actually went back to school and finished my degree. Um, so I am a firm believer that education is important. 
um, I would advise anybody that's thinking about getting a career in action sports or whatever they're doing to, you know, do some sort of an internship or apprenticeship, learn what's going on inside that world. If you can do that and then apply your education to it, you'll get so much more out of the school you go to. I think so many kids these days go to school and they don't have any idea, any context for what it is that this statistics class is going to do for them or this writing class is going to mean to their career. And for me, I was able to actually apply all that to, to something that I was already passionate about. And I think that's one of the things that helped me go as far as I did. For sure. And you've gone a lot of places. Um, I, I mean, I'm amazed how much you've done in your, your, young, your, your young life. Um, but I, I'd love to hear, I'd love to share with some people some of the other things that you've done if you want to kind of talk about kind of where you went from Sims. Yeah. So uh, I, I was at Sims for about five years in the late 90s and um, uh, got offered a position to uh, start up a, a clothing brand based here in Seattle. Uh, with uh, with a couple of pro snowboarders and the founder of Ride Snowboards, a guy named Tim Pogue, had asked me to come and, and uh, be the sales and marketing director for his um, a denim company called Faction. And so uh, it sounded like a lot of fun to me. I was sort of um, kind of winding down my time at Sims. They were moving the company in a direction that I wasn't really interested in going. And uh, this opportunity arose. And, and so I, I jumped into it. And I was there for about a year before I figured out that um, selling jeans wasn't really my um, my passion, you w- you might say, and rather than do a bad job at something, I decided I would I would part ways with everybody still as friends, and um, I left uh, I left the company and went to work for a Canadian snowboarding company uh, called Option Snowboards, and worked for Option for another four years, and uh, had a lot of fun there. Got to work you know in a in a place where they built the snowboards every day. The, the guys who were building them were riding those very same boards at night up at Mount Seymour and at Cyprus uh, up in Vancouver. And it was a, it was a lot of fun to work for um, a, a Canadian brand, number one, but a brand so focused on building great quality product. And uh, it really resonated with me and it gave me a chance to, uh, to, to work with retailers throughout Canada and, and the U.S. And we really built something special. Um, after about four years of doing that, I, I, I um, got a call from Transworld Snowboarding Magazine and they had... <laughs> Um, been asking around to a lot of different um, brands and and retailers and people about uh, they were they were trying to find a new um, somebody to, to basically be their sales manager their publisher is what they, the the uh, the publishing business calls it is your the the publisher and uh, they offered me the job of being the publisher for Transworld Snowboarding and um, if you don't know what Transworld Snowboarding is uh, they're the largest uh, action sports media. Uh, and publishing company um, in in action sports. Uh, at the time, um, there wasn't anybody even half as big as they were. So for for me, it was a huge career opportunity and something that even my bosses at Option were telling me, "You're a fool if you don't take the job." Um, uh, the uh, the the blessing and the curse of it all was that Transworld is based out of San Diego, and um, so I would be moving, you know, from uh, the things that you know that I loved, um, snow and you know basically snowboarding, down to a uh, um, an action sports centric community for sure, but where snowboarding was sort of like the third uh, stool, you know, leg of that stool, um, you know, behind surfing and skateboarding. And so I, uh, I just embraced it. I, I jumped in with both feet and uh, moved about four blocks from the beach and surfed every day, you know, in the morning and in the evenings and uh, worked for Transworld and had a blast and um, really got a chance to, to, to understand the, um, I guess the guts of, of, the action sports industry at that point, we had 275 different advertisers, all the biggest brands. And uh, I got to, to learn intimately what their priorities were and how the businesses operated. So 
it was a great learning experience. Um, but you have to do what you love. And again, you know, in my, in my life, uh, kind of that I'd come to a crossroads where I was being paid a lot of money. Um, but I was being pulled away from the thing that I really got into, you know, got me all into this. And that's a love of, of snowboarding. Back to the Northwest. So back to the Northwest. I went and I moved, moved myself back to Bellingham and, um, went to work for a very small, um, kind of, a um, coffee table, uh, publishing company, coffee table style, um, uh, magazine group, uh, frequency, the snowboarders journal. And, uh, we, uh, um, while I was there, we, we launched uh, a title called the ski journal. And these are like the surfers journal of action sports. They're very, very high end. They're subscription based. They don't have a lot of ads. Um, it's high end, high quality paper. And, uh, they're really, you know, meant to be collected. These, these is, you know, we call them coffee table pieces for a reason. They sit on people's coffee tables. And so it was really fun to change directions entirely and, and go from selling um, a CPM-based media model of selling advertising, where advertising is your, the, the primary source of revenue, to selling a subscription-based media model where it's really more editorially um, driven and uh, your subscriber base is super passionate about your product. Um, these aren't people who are buying a, a $3 magazine at an airport uh, while they're waiting or in the grocery line. These are people that are spending $40 on a subscription and they're keeping every single copy of that magazine. So it was really fun to work for this very small company. Um, and then I met a girl. That's how it always ends, huh? Yeah, kind of. Um, and, uh, I, um, I met someone, uh, here in Seattle and, uh, I, I felt like I'd sort of peeked out at what I was doing with frequency. Um, I developed, their um their subscription their subscriber base i'd launched their new magazine uh with the ski journal and had stabilized their um their revenues with their advertisers the limited advertisers that they wanted and so there really wasn't much of a challenge and one thing i really love is a challenge and so uh, <laughs> Clearly. I, uh yeah so i you know i i, I went to look for the next the next challenge i one thing i just love is creating new things i had some great friends at this uh clothing brand called spacecraft and they, uh, it was a brand that I really related to. They were based around travel and art with snowboarding as a, you know, as this vehicle for them to travel the world and surfing. And, um, it was, it was really, really cool little brand. And they, uh, they asked me if I would be interested in coming in and, um, being the, the sales and marketing director for their, their brand. Actually, I guess it was more sales. Um, Ryan Davis was the marketing director. Um, which was a thrill to me. And again, got to, got a chance to kind of start over at square one with a small company and help them develop a, a sales strategy and a, and a, and a global, you know, distribution strategy, which was a, a lot of fun learning experience for me. Um, kind of roll up your sleeves and, you know, if, if today we're packing boxes, tomorrow we're going to build a trade show booth and the next day we're going to sell stuff. <laughs> and it was, it was a blast. Um, so I did that for a, about a year and, um, uh, I, you know, um, new, new opportunities arose. And I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of an opportunist, but I, I, uh, I, I have a lot of friends that I want to support and want to help. And the, the same kind of opportunities arose with Powell Gloves and, um, got to help them develop their, uh, their brand and, and their global distribution. And, um, I was there for about three years and then, you know, I, <laughs> uh, got a call from, Actually, I got a call, you know, about two years into it from a, a group of brands that wanted me to be their sales and marketing director. And at the time I was just like, you guys don't have your act together. <laughs> it's, it's not really worth, you know, you don't, you're not, I, I'm not trying to be like uh, an egotistical guy, but they weren't ready for it. Right. They weren't ready to have 
a, a person do what I was, what I wanted to do for them. And so I let it marinate for a year with them and they came back to me a year later and basically made me an offer that was really, really impossible to refuse. And, um, so I, uh, I accepted and I'm, I've been there now for about a year and a half. It's, uh, the, the company is the global company is called Nidecker and it's a Swiss brand based out of, uh, just outside of Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, the brands that they, they're the parent company for a group of brands, uh, Jones snowboards and yes, snowboards, uh, slash snowboards and, uh, now bindings. So it's this collective of really small brands that, uh, together as a collective actually are making some pretty, uh, important changes in, in, in winter sports. And I would say in, uh, in, in action sports in general right now. Jeez, Max, I feel like I've known you forever. And I mean, I feel like every time I see you, I learn, a, I learn something new about you. And you're like that guy, Frank, from that movie, Catch, Catch Me If You Can, <laughs> that, that jumps around, does all those crazy things. You've done everything in the industry, it seems like. Um, you know, if there's a kid out there wondering where their career could go, um, what the opportunities are, you know, what are some things you could do? I mean, I guess there's product developers, there's designers, reps. I mean, what haven't you done? What? Um, well, I've, I've done, I've definitely done a lot of things, Molly. I've, um, done, you know, I've started out in product development and team management, marketing sales as a sales rep, and then as a sales manager, and then I've sort of, um, you know, moved my way up into, into more brand direction and, and marketing, um, direction. Uh, but I would say, you know, getting into this, if you're, if you're somebody, uh, you know, boy or a girl, um, you know, find out what it is that you're, you're really passionate about, figure out what that, that thing is and go after it. I mean, I, I got lucky at a time in, um, in the snowboarding industry when, uh, there were brands popping up left and right. Yeah. Um, I was young, I was very connected. I was the demographic. I wasn't trying to speak to it. I actually was that demographic. Uh, and so it worked out really, really seamlessly for me to go from being, um, you know, enthusiast to an athlete, to a professional, um, in a, in a short amount of time. I don't know that that's really, um, a realistic, uh, you know, thing for, for snowboarding where it is now. It may take a little more time than it took me, but I see people like yourselves and, and, um, other, you know, other people that are, that are making their way in this business, um, doing it in their own way. And I would say if there's one thing that's, uh, you know, that's, conventional about the way we do things in our industry it's that we're unconventional about it so true um, there isn't really a um a way to you know i couldn't really draw a map but i would say it starts with being really excited about what you're doing um understanding you know what you know and also having a real open mind that there could be some other um avenues i wanted to be a pro snowboarder when i first started i didn't want to be a sales rep i mean who would want that for a career <laughs> yeah. you know um but i turned into being the most fun job i've ever had and getting to work with all these pros getting to work with great retailers around the country and around the world has really been the most rewarding thing for me um so you know follow that 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 interest that you have um, don't worry necessarily about the specific job that you're going to get offered for your first job. Nobody went to me, you know, you know, in college and said, Hey, we need a team manager. You know, they, they said, you know, we're looking for, you know, somebody who's motivated and, and somebody who can start off in this particular position for us, helping out with some assistant team 
coordination, helping out with our little bit of product development, basically um, putting your butt in the seat of a van and driving all over the country for the entire winter. Are you interested? And I said, of course I'm interested, whatever, whatever it takes. And I, I remember uh, distinctly, like after a, a, a really successful on-snow demo with one of our reps who was uh, sort of um, on his way up in his career, he'd, he'd said to me, uh, Max, you know, we just killed it at this this demo. And I think, you know, it was really a, a big, you know, you were a big part of that. And we're sitting here in the van driving back from Bend, Oregon to Seattle, smoking cigars and, you know, high-fiving each other on how great of a, of a trip it was. And he said, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you see your career? Where do you see your career going? And I said, well, honestly, Dave, his name was Dave Ray. I want your job. <laughs> and he's like, wow, that's pretty bold. And I was like, well, you asked me, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to do what you do. I want to do such a good job at my job that you get promoted and you drag me up, up the, up the ladder with you. And we did that. I mean, I was pretty direct with them. I was, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, ask for what you want. And I guess that's, you know, that's a, a great lesson that I, I could impart on anybody is if you want something, um, don't be ashamed to tell people what it is that you want. Don't be ashamed to tell people this is where I want to go. Having a goal is not something uh, that you should apologize for. Um, telling somebody that you want their job, you shouldn't apologize for unless it is that you truly want them fired or something. I just wanted <laughs> the guy to be promoted and to give me the job. And right. that's the way it worked out. Right. That's amazing. I, I guess, you know, looking at where the industry has come from 30 years ago, a lot of these, you know, action sports didn't even exist. You know, snowboarding was just budding and you were there at the right time and you kind of grew up with it. And it's really cool to see how you've um, your career has grown along with the, the industry. And I mean, do you think, you know, moving forward, where do you see the industry going? And, you know, is there is do you see it growing? Is there opportunity like to like you said, carve out your own path and, you know, in this new landscape? Absolutely. Uh, I think. um you know, there, there's, uh, it's a, it's a changed industry, especially with the internet and, um, web-based marketing. It's, it's a lot different than it was in the eighties and early nineties when I first got into it, but it's so much more than it ever was. There's this, uh, this, uh, social aspect of snowboarding that really didn't exist unless you were on the hill, um, back in the eighties and nineties and even the first part of the new millennium, you know, the millennium. And now um, that culture of snowboarding permeates everything that we do. As, as soon as we pick up our, you know, our smartphones, we can see what's going on with people who are as excited about the things that we love as we are. And it's not just snowboarding. It could be anything that you're into. So I do, I do see a lot of growth for our, our, our sport, um, but even more so than, than the sport or the industry, I say the culture of snowboarding. There's certainly a lot of growth that's happening there. And it's really exciting for me to see. Um, it's difficult right now. There is some consolidation happening with, with, um, you know, big brands, um, buying up small companies and some of the bigger, um, you know, traditional team sports brands starting to take an interest in action sports and, and snowboarding, um, which I think can be a good thing as, as well. But that irreverent, um, kind of counterculture of what made snowboarding so cool to me, um, I think that time has probably passed. In a lot of ways, um, snowboarding is a very accepted mainstream sport. It's in the Olympics. We got our wish as snowboarders. Um, you know, there's snowboarders, you know, that are in McDonald's ads and and that, you know, that are sponsored by, you know, truck companies now. And, and Jake Burton, one of the founders of, you know, uh, legends, founders of snowboarding, um, had an American Express uh, commercial during the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So I think we've hit the, we've hit the mainstream. It's, it's not a, it's not necessarily a, uh, um, an alternative sport anymore. It's a, it's a mainstream accepted sport. And that's a very cool thing for a lot of us. Um, 
I still think there are there are great little alternative factions and counterculture factions within snowboarding as there are within surfing and skateboarding um, that uh, that make it you know continue to to thrive. It's not just about competition. It's not. I think that's what the show is kind of been about for me is all those things on the peripheral that really I get excited about you know the sports dragged me into this industry but it's everything the culture the art the community you know it's all that that really kept me here it's really the people um, and so I think there's a lot lot to be found you know outside of the things that you might see on the X Games or you know in the films yeah I mean the the, the media vehicles like the X Games or you know the do tour have their place in in action sports, and I'm I'm not trying to take away from them one bit. They've been really good for all of us. Um, the energy drink sponsorships have made a lot of my friends a lot of money, um, but uh, none of that is why most of the people, at least my age, um, got into snowboarding. We got into it because it, it wasn't skiing. It, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was out of the mainstream mm-hmm. and it was different and it was a creative outlet for a lot of us. And I think that 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 lives and breathes today, probably stronger than ever, especially with you know, art-driven brands and um, companies that are creating different shapes and the idea that it's not just about riding, you know, lift access. No um, boarding. Rumors, you know, <laughs> no boarding. Yeah. Um, backcountry riding, guys like Jeremy Jones that are spending time, more time, um, you know, out of out of bounds and out of a ski area than they, than they ever did inbounds are really inspiring to me. Max, I, I hope that, you know, your journey inspires other people because it certainly has inspired me. Um, I thank you for coming in. Thanks, Molly. It's It's been a lot of fun. It's been a fun ride. Uh, snowboarding has always been kind of put first for me. The love of it, the love of the people around it, and uh, I don't think that's ever going to change. So it's, it's been a privilege to to meet all the great people I have, um, especially people like yourselves that are perpetuating it. We wouldn't have met if it wasn't for snowboarding. That's very true. (laughs) And that's our show for this week. You are listening to Outliers, and I'm Molly Hawkins. You can check out our website at outliersproject.com, and we'll have some links and resources sharing some of the things that Max talked about, and uh, hope to see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.